Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Peter Lazaroff. Peter, are you ready to do this? Yeah, thanks for having me, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Peter is a CFA and a CFP. He is the co-chief investment officer for both PlanCorp and Bright Plan, as well as a regular contributor to the Wall Street Journal and Forbes. We're excited to have you on. Peter, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. So in my personal life, I feel like the main thing that encompasses most of my time is I have two young boys, uh, ages five and 10 months. And I used to have a lot more hobbies before <laughs> becoming a dad. But, uh, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. I still love to read. I used to play in a band several times a month that has stopped. It's hard to get proper sleep when that's all going on. But you know, I've always uh, been fascinated by investing from a young age. And so while I love to read now, I mostly read stuff um, related to markets and personal finance or even some interdisciplinary type topics where I feel like they can apply to improving your finances. And so that all fits in real nicely with my work at PlanCorp, which is a $4 billion RIA based out of St. Louis, uh, but with offices across the country, as well as Bright Plan, which is our new robo advisor. Um, it launched November 1st, and it's a hybrid robo approach focusing on goals based investing. And so as the co-chief investment officer of those, my primary job is to develop and communicate the investment strategy. And that means lots of reading and writing and speaking, whether that's speaking in a client meeting or being on TV or doing conferences on behalf of the company. Um, but ultimately, I think you know this this role has aligned with my passion. I knew at a really young age, I think I was 12 when my grandma gave me my first share of stock. It was a share of Nike. And I had a birthday near Christmas, and I remember thinking, well, this is – I got ripped off. I mean, I <laughs> could have gotten video games or something, but it really turned and uh, snowballed into quite a passion. And so when I got out of school, I started as an investment analyst in 2007 at another independent RIA. And then I came to PlanCorp in 2015, and it's really been a great experience to be with a firm that was fee-only back in 1983 um, and was a financial planning-only firm for the first 10 years of its existence. So it's really unusual to have that type of history, real solid evidence-based approach. And then launching Bright Plan last year, which became the first CFIX-certified robo-advisor, so the Center for Fiduciary Excellence. And as you mentioned, I'm co-CIO of both. And what we're hoping to do there is really democratize fiduciary advice, both for financial planning and investment advice. So with an account minimum of only $500, you're still getting access to PlanCorp advisors as well as our investment platform. So the type of advice that you previously needed perhaps like a million dollars to invest in, now you can get with only $500 investment. Nice. Well, I know that with the advent and popularity of things like cryptocurrency and blockchain, a lot of the folks that I talk to in that space talk about how it's democratizing, um, I guess, banking and, 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 and things of that nature. So talk a little bit about what it really, aside from the obvious of people that have less than a million dollars to invest, will now have access to a financial plan what is that? What does that really mean to somebody who's listening? They say, "Okay, I guess having a financial plan would be good." What What does that really mean to them? 
Yeah, well, I think one of the things that's uh, underappreciated by uh, a lot of people is the idea of financial planning. And sometimes you don't know really what financial planning is until you see it. And so with, I think a lot of what makes good financial planning effective in the long run is time. It's about making a lot of good, small decisions that can compound over a long period of time. So when you're looking at a financial plan and trying to consider, should you invest or pay down debt? Where should you keep your cash savings? Where's your emergency fund versus your checking account? And how much should you have as a cash buffer? What types of investment accounts should you use first? Should I rent or buy a home? What percentage of my income should I save, et cetera, et cetera? You know, these are all questions that are addressed within a financial plan and the decisions you make today while they're small on their own in the short run, they compound over time to, to make a dramatic difference in your life. And so I think with BrightPlan, you know, we're taking the 35 years of financial planning experience that PlanCorp has and trying to incorporate that in a digital experience. And I think the, I always tell people the younger I can get to them, the bigger an impact I can have on their life. Because if you show up at my door and you're age 60 and you want to retire in five years, and most of what is going to be your retirement has already been decided by that point. But mm -hmm. if we can reach you in your 20s, we can really change your life. And so I think when we most people had to go through um, a broker to get any type of financial advice and you know the fee structure was such that interests weren't always aligned. But also most advisors these days don't really provide financial planning. And I know Earlier in my career, I used to think my firm was doing financial planning until I came to PlanCorp and I said, oh, my God, this is totally different. And um, in BrightPlan, I think a lot of what we try to accomplish is for the digital user, you know, what would we do if that user were sitting across the table from us in a normal client meeting? And when you think that way, what you're doing is you're delivering the exact same advice just in a digital format and people having access to that and knowing that they're getting fiduciary care. I think the CFIX certification, um, which again is the Center for Fiduciary Excellence, PlanCorp was one of the first handful of firms in the country to get the designation. BrightPlan is the first robo-advisor to have the designation. And so what we're hoping is that people can know they come and plan for their specific goals and they're going to get an investment portfolio as well as just general capital allocation advice, such as should you be paying down this debt or doing an emergency fund before investing. And you can get that knowing that we're going to take your interest and put them above everything else, which I think a lot of the robos have done a good job, but there have been things particularly recently in the news that make people question whether or not the robos always do have the best interest uh, of the client ahead of their own. Fair enough. All right. So that was a big deal for you um, and bright plan to get that designation. Um, and so fundamentally that means again, that all the advice that you're giving things you're suggesting is all in best interest of clients that's that's what's absolutely what okay got it nice well congratulations on that thanks uh, can you tell me what goals-based investing is you mentioned that earlier and that's what bright plan does sure so i think most um investing experiences that people have is they take all of their securities all their savings and put it into a single investment account and say well, this is for retirement. Mm. But um, anybody who has lived a few years as in a working career knows that there's more um, accounts than just your retirement account. So if you want to buy a house or you want to plan for vacation or you have an emergency fund, 
or you're saving for education. These are all different goals. And so through Bright Plan, what we're doing is you're doing input Monte Carlo analysis for each goal. So Monte Carlo, excuse me, Monte Carlo analysis being that we put in inputs about the inflows and outflows, whether it's income or how much you're saving or how much you need and when the goal will occur. And using simulations of market returns, we run a thousand simulations, we try to generate a probability of success of meeting those goals. That along with the risk tolerance questionnaire can give you an asset allocation or a mix of stocks and bonds that allows you to say, okay, in order to uh, take this vacation, this dream vacation in five years, here's how much we need to save every month, and here's the mix of stock and bonds we need to do. Meanwhile, my retirement portfolio, it's in an entirely different mix of stocks and bonds, likely a more aggressive allocation towards stocks. And you know what happens is when the market takes its inevitable downturns, I mean, 10% drops happen on average every 12 months. Like 20% drops happen every three years or so. And the 30, 40, 50% drops definitely happen. And by bucketing your different approaches, you will be more likely to leave your retirement assets alone because you think, well, gosh, I have multiple decades to allow this thing to recover. And so by creating these different buckets for saving, what we're doing is appealing to that mental accounting bias that humans have. So at both PlanCorp and at BrightPlan, you know, I think evidence is a huge part of how we make investment recommendations, but we also recognize that we don't live in a spreadsheet and that we're all human. And so understanding these biases is extremely important. We don't seek to eliminate the biases. You're not going to take human nature out of a human. Uh, but what you can do is you can build processes and systems that kind of trick those biases or work around them. And goals-based investing really does a lot in that so that you can, with the mental accounting, look at some assets as longer term and as a result, have them in a higher risk, higher return portfolio. Whereas shorter term goals get invested more conservatively. And as a result, when there are downturns in the market, those portfolios are less impacted. And so by bucketing, what we're hoping to do here is is improve behavior throughout different market cycles. Got it. Nice. <clears throat> I think that right now, we so many of us are drowning in information and starving for wisdom. So having a great resource where I can simply go online to one spot and say, okay, here's what I want. You know, obviously, I'd like to stop working at some point, so that's my retirement. But like like you're talking about, maybe I have debt that I want to pay off. Maybe we want to buy a house. Maybe it's a vacation. So how do I just organize that and make sure that it's not all in the same investment? And maybe that's right for somebody, but odds are having a different approach with a different mix of investments for each one of those different goals is probably a pretty good fit. And to try to manage that and stay on top of it on your own while possible probably a lot of value in working with a firm like yours. Yeah. And I think also when you go and work with a financial professional, if they're compensated by their assets under management or compensated by the number of transactions you make or the type of fund that you're put into, it may not, they may not tell you to pay down debt. And so when bright plan, you know, says, Hey, don't give us money to invest and you know we that'd be great for our business because then we can earn revenue on it. But you actually ought to be paying off this debt first, or you actually ought to be putting money into this emergency fund, which we don't bill on because we won't bill on cash. And I think that's really the type of advice people need, um, and that you can build trust that in the rest of the the advice and platform that we are going to take care of you and make sure that you can live 
you know, live life the way that you have always dreamed of living it. And for most people, that's generally just not having to worry about money and not worrying about making a mistake. Got it. Well, I think that makes sense. So fundamentally, what what is the difference between Bright Plan and PlanCorp? So I think the biggest difference is that PlanCorp has a minimum fee uh, for people who come on for financial planning and investment advice, and that's $5,000. So we don't have a minimum portfolio size. We do have a minimum fee. Bright Plan, um, there is just a minimum investment account, which is $500. And I would say the biggest difference is the fact that most people with smaller asset values will tend to lean towards Bright Plan. Um, the costs are lower. It's the first $50,000 of assets under management are free. Everything after that is um, half a percent. And so it's a lower cost structure. It is designed with a with uh, the Gen X and Gen Y in mind, but really it could be used for anybody. Uh, I would say the other differences that you'll see between Bright Plan and PlanCorp is that you know, PlanCorp, you're working with an advisor. Uh, you're going to probably have meetings, whether they're via video or in person. With BrightPlan, you do have access to an advisor. You, depending on your asset level, you have at least one call a year uh, with a PlanCorp advisor if you are a BrightPlan client. Um, depending on your asset level, you may have multiple calls, but then you also get a call for a life event. So if that's buying a house or getting married or perhaps you inherited money, you know, these things happen and you need to talk to somebody. We just don't feel like a strictly pure robo solution is what's best for people. We realize that sometimes you do need to talk to a human and it's easier to talk through things like insurance and estate planning than it is to deliver that through a digital experience. Yeah, I think that there's there's certainly truth in that. And that was something I was curious to get your, pers- your perspective on is what is the future of the financial advisor is – is he or she going to be a dinosaur? Is it all going to be robo or is it somewhere in the middle? Well, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. And Michael Kitz's does an amazing presentation on the evolution of financial advice where you see, and, and I'm going to get some of it correct, some of it incorrect, but you see that it used to be you would go to a broker to buy you individual stocks. And then eventually, you know, mutual funds came along and you stop paying people for individual stocks and they start delivering mutual fund advice. And then, you know, as people automated that, you know, then it became asset allocation advice. And then it, you know, now it's financial planning. And ultimately, technology has replaced aspects of what financial advisors have done. And financial advisors, in turn, have had to find new ways to add value. I typically think that there are more advisors out there who are investment only. And those people, I think they're pretty commoditized and, you know, in the long run, they're likely to be eliminated. But anyone who's providing comprehensive or holistic financial planning ought to do just fine. And for us, you know, we have the Bright Plan technology and we support that. But then on the PlanCorp side, we have technology that's kind of like the PlanCorp version of uh, Bright Plan because people want access to information. They want it on their phone. They want to access their advisor more easily. I mean, there's really a lot of room for improvement. And so firms that don't adopt technology, I do think they'll get left behind. And I think if all you're doing is providing investment advice, I think that's also an area where you'd mentioned dinosaur. I think that will be the dinosaur in about a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Well, excellent. Well, Peter, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? 
I always tell people that financial success isn't magic, it's engineering. And so I'm a big believer in building systems and processes that are going to limit those undesirable behaviors that make us human. And so my big tip is to automate your finances. You know, I talk about carefully crafting a plan, whether that's through a reverse budget that focuses less on your spending, but more how much do you need to save every month, and then automating that. Because keeping your long-term goals in mind at all times requires a lot of willpower and effort. But if you get a process in place that replaces those uh, temptations, then you can consistently make progress towards the goals you want. I like it. That is great stuff. If something is a problem, make it a process. So Absolutely. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So thank you for that. Well, Peter, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, you can always go to peterlazaroff.com. And if you want to sign up for my updates, regular updates to the blog, they include things from the Wall Street Journal and Forbes. You can text the word investing to 22828, and that will get you on the email list. Um, You can follow me at peterlazaroff.com. Or excuse me, just at Peter Lazaroff. And then obviously PlanCorp.com, BrightPlan.com. You'll find some stuff about me there. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Peter your appreciation and check out all of those places that he just listed and text. It was 22828. Yep. You can text investing to 22828. Because if you can't spell my last name, <laughs> at least you can spell investing and find uh, find all my work pretty easily. Uh, it just puts you around an email list, and uh, you can, you, I send it out. You can reply directly to me if you have any questions or comments. Excellent. And also feel free to share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Well, thank you again, Peter. Hey, thanks for having me, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.